Alright, I had to turn my uh, my volume up on my headphones a little bit because I couldn't hear that intro enough. I might have to adjust it on the next go-around, but that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're figuring out our tech here. Yeah, we figured out how to load it so that we can push the button and not have to edit it in after. So that music has been brought to us by Kirk our, the our Ripper Wells. Our producer is incredibly lazy. Uh, incredibly. And we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> our producer being you. Yes, I know. <laughs> Fucking retard. <laughs> Welcome to the Blue Collar Philosophers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm Devin, that's Biker Mike from Mars. Oh, such a great, great day. I don't know if it was a great day, but... My day was a long Ooh, one. I took a bigger sip there. We are drinking a little bourbon today, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So that intro music was brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells, guitarist, producer, and mixing engineer. Thanks, brother. I uh, really do appreciate you, and I look forward to hearing your feedback, because you be messaging me tonight, so I'm pretty happy about that. Right arm. Right arm. So let's jump into what we're going to be talking about today. What inspired this topic, and what is the topic? All right, so I was chilling yesterday, watching a movie uh, called Metal Lords. I mean, you'll learn this about me. I really like theology. I really like metal. And I really like bike. I really like bike. I, I like love bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, got, we got hit by a, a, like a burst of, of last winter. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, winter here is in its death rolls and it's, it's, it's not going quietly into that good night. No, it just won't go away. It's like, no, we, we just, around. we just got, you know, like what, 20, 30 centimeters 20, of snow. 20 centimeters. Yeah. 20. And for, for you Lame. American people, uh, it doesn't matter how many that is. It's enough to shut down your entire state. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. If this happened in Texas, it would be state of emergency oh, shit. Well, Florida would be like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> grandma, you guys still kill grandma. I don't know. Uh, anyways, so we love bikes. <laughs> yep. And one of the things you love is metal. <laughs> yeah, I love metal. Uh, anyway, so. I was watching this movie last night called Metal Lords on Netflix. Good flick, brand new. Um, it's basically School of Rock, but heavier and without the creepy teacher dynamic. So Yeah. And like I, I was explaining it to you, it's, you know, the classic race to battle of the bands type of thing. Coming of age, teenage buddies. Yeah. These uh, two misfits start a metal band called Skullfucker. <laughs> it's called Skullfucker. <laughs> That's metal. Although for the Battle of the Bands, it wasn't they weren't allowed to go out with that name, so they wound up being a Skullflower. Skullflower? Yeah. That's not bad. I'm not I'm not even mad at that. Not even mad. So at one point in in the movie, like after these kids are trying to they're trying to figure out, you know, uh, what is what is metal, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, about their lifestyle, about attitude, about stuff. And the the main character decides to hold court at one point with his guitar in classroom, you know, saying like, you know, let's talk about metal. It's like history is metal. Da 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 da. Guitar riff. Which is yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, he's you know stuff like you know metal is about facing the odds, you know, taking what's yours, taking control of history, control of your life. Uh, not being not being bound by you know societal norms and you know and and striking out bravery et cetera et cetera yada yada you know the the people that crossed the Barren Strait to populate North America that was fucking metal uh, 
you know, Ulysses, you know, after the Battle of Troy, you know, battling gods and, you know, all these things in, in this Greek mythology. Watch that's the movie. metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch <laughs> the movie. Anyway, so he, he's like, this is metal, that's metal, this is metal. Uh, the people the the people coming over on the Mayflower to America, that was metal. Well, except for the Jesus crap, so no, not really. And I go, wait a second. Like, ah. I felt that. I felt that. I was I was I was with you. <laughs> I was with you up until that point. It's like no. Like just no. And then I got thinking about it and I was like, you know what? We don't really give any good reason for a normal person to look at the Christian faith and think that's badass. Yep. That is countercultural. That, that goes against the norms. That 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 butts up against social, uh, yeah, social norms. I and, think it's and the best even way when to put we it. do, we kind of suck at it. Oh yeah, because we do it so politely, do it, real yeah. cool. Like, oh just, that, or then you get like Driscoll guys who are like, you know, like jock jocks. You know, mm-hmm. trying to bring the masculine edge to it. You know, by yeah. by being like, no, you need to. Have a, have a job and, you know, have a father, lots of children, you know, be yeah. responsible for your life, which is all very good things. Very good. But at the same time, like, that still isn't like that, that misfit punk rock metal. Yeah, like, but, but the problem with Mark Driscoll was he was saying all that while being a D-bag. Like he he was he was he was making fatherhood out to sound like you have to be the douchebag of douchebags to do it. Like you couldn't just be a good dad who loves your kids and takes care of them and and have many kids. Mm-hmm. No, he he made it sound like no. If you're gonna do this, you may be a little bit of a douchebag, and I think there's some truth to that. But I think his his way of uh, uh, of presenting it was very. He did it in a douchebag way. Yeah, is a jock straight up. Yeah. You know, uh, and pop collar, all of it. <laughs> I'm white, sorry, pop collar, white sunglasses. <laughs> Never trust a man with you white ever, sunglasses. You ever throw a football, bro? Yeah, bro. Come on, bro. Jesus, fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus, fuck yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When you were talking about that, when when you brought up the idea of this topic, the first thing I thought of was Ned Flanders. I'm like, we could, we could. Okie dokie, diddly neighborino. They're really nice, annoying. Like, I know these people that are so nice that you're like, fuck, I hate that guy. Like, they're just ridiculously nice on the surface anyways. Yeah. Maybe you get to know them and they're full of vile and the second you bump, they bump their head or whatever, they're like cussing up a storm. But on the surface, they're super nice people. And I think there's this idea of this is what Christians, Christians are supposed to be really nice men. Oh, like, you know, the whole thing going on, like, virally on TikTok right now, that plane full of, of, uh, mm-hmm. of people, like, singing, singing, you know. Kumbaya. Kumbaya on the airplane with an, you know, acoustic guitar. and like, Char- Chartered plane, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it is a I, private plane. I give zero shits about the, all that aspect of it. It's just, I, I look at that, and I'm like... Oh, that's a weak look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that kills a boner so fast. Did <laughs> I hope you're not kidding. <laughs> I hope you didn't go into it with the boner. You're like, oh, 
fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean, I right? Do. Like it's, I do. It's just you, you, you see that you're like, oh, kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> we know they weren't singing kumbaya. I forget. I forget. It's uh, it's, a, but it's it, it was a decent song in my opinion. It's, it's but not, still, I'm not gonna like, smash it, but. Know, Kicking that song around on the airplane, stuff like that, you know, you think, oh, yeah, that's nice. I mean, and it is. I, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I don't want to come across saying that, like, this is the worst thing ever. ever. No. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, yeah, the metal in me looks at that and just, the, the metal head in me looks at that and just says, hard pass. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit I, I want nothing to do with. Yeah. My, my only gripe with that whole thing is posting it. Do it. Do it. Sing Kumbaya on the plane. Sing your song. But it's just projecting this certain level of holiness. It's like we can't tell people or, or not 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 saying don't don't do it. Be shy away from your faith and don't be ashamed. I'm not saying in the shame area, but don't project this idea of we need to show the whole world that how holy we are. No, you, you are holy or you're not, or you are uh, a good Christian or you're not, and and. You don't need to project. If you're having to push that hard and be like, no, we need to shield the whole world by putting on Instagram or Facebook or whatever our, our worship service on our plane. No, do it. Let it be in the moment. Enjoy it. Embrace it for what it is. Don't don't make it so showy. The Bible talks about that. When people pray in the town square and they just really, they, they make it to be this big show with these big words. And it's, it's horrible. Because it's like, no, are you genuine? You're putting on an act. You are a caricature of what you think. Caricature? Caricature. Caricature. Yes. You gotta uh, of add what an you extra th- syllable in Yeah. There. Syllables. Uh, of what you think Christianity should look like. And, and, and what it should... And I'm like, man, like, those moments should be precious and, and private. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> And, and and be like, no, this is between me and God. I don't need to show this to the world. I don't. Anyways, kind of getting off topic on that. The, Rant away, brother. Rant away. <laughs> the nicety of it. Of uh, what? What was your biggest gripe with the 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 kumbaya side of it? Was the the, the uh, just the way they projected themselves or oh, they yeah. made I mean, Christianity like, I, look? Yeah, I, I I see that. I'm like, ugh, hard pass, cringe, cheese, gross. Blech. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, heck, you, if you watch the video, apparently there was another guy in the video who was like, "Shit, come on, again, we just sang <laughs> the song." The one dude with his head in his hands, and like, "Okay, all right, Phil, yeah, yeah, keep." Okay, like you just everyone has that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and at that point you're like. <laughs> Got to put my headphones on and put on rain and blood to wash <laughs> this out of my skull. All right, so we got this really world, this Mr. Rogers view of Christianity. All right, I'm going to bring back a book. Did you ever read the book, Wild at Heart? No, I didn't. Thank God. It's, uh, imagine like a a guy from uh, Seattle writing a book about masculinity and being wild at heart. Now, they have an idea. Like a fake lumberjack Seattle? Yeah, like a fake lumberjack Seattle. Like okay, they, yeah, yeah, They yeah. know what an axe looks like. Like, I've got a beard with lots of, like, manly smelling beard oil in it, but I really like a latte. <laughs> yeah, that kind of guy. I, like to, a I, book like, to, I about... like to ride motorcycles, but I have to make sure I put on that little toe protector so that my nice boots oh, don't get scratched up. Oh, the toe protector. Those guys. Well, it makes you go faster. <laughs> 
If you have a toe protector, take it off. Scuff your boots, otherwise you're not serious. I'm sorry. I don't care how much you spend on your boots. They're too valuable. If you spend that much money on your boots, you're, you're, you're in it for the wrong reason. I'll say it right now. Motorcycle toe protectors, definitively not metal. Not metal. Not metal. I agree. You could not be on a motorcycle. Rock, nothing. You, you could be in a club and have that. I'm sorry, but you are just not metal. You're, you're very nice. Now, here's the thing. If I ever say you're a really nice guy, oh, yeah. that's, that's an insult. You can, so, <laughs> you know, one of the problems with Honda is one of their, <laughs> one of their initial marketing strategies mm-hmm. for being Honda motorcycles. Oh, you meet the nicest, pe- nicest yeah, people. Yeah, it was. The, the, the tagline was, you meet the nicest people on a Honda. And that, that's just like testosterone murder. Yeah. And Harley kicked the shit out of them for that in the yeah. realm of, you know, being the America bravado brand. <laughs> fuck yeah. America, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're like, no, we're outlaws. We're, we're cut off denim vests. We're, you know, drinking beer in the bar and getting into a fight and then, you know, going home with a strange lady. Like that, they leaned into that hard yeah. uh, for a while. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, they, they're, they're... they leaned into that hard. And it paid off because the whole, you meet the nicest people on a Honda thing. Like, yeah, it sold a lot of motorcycles, but to nice people. <laughs> yeah, to really nice people. That's why and then the I rest try to of be us the that giant tr- asshole The rest Honda. of us that try and ride Hondas now still have to try and wash that stink off. Yeah, that's why I make my my Honda look as little like a Honda as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm, like my, my Valkyrie, like, it's, if you don't it's know, crusty. If you don't know that it's a, a Honda, you're like, what the? fuck is that thing yeah. you're like oh it sounds like a porsche or whatever yeah, <laughs> like it's it's not a, it's not a microwave mm. yeah you're not riding a sewing machine yeah anyway <laughs> so anyways so, wild at heart <laughs> this book wild at heart and at one point this guy goes on a hike in the bush and he runs into these Man, manly men. He's like, oh, these guys, they carry guns, they have beards, and they just seem so sure of themselves. And and, and I was like listening to this guy talk. I'm like, what what, what do you fucking mean? <laughs> You're writing a book on, 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 on godly masculinity uh, of, of having this wild drive in you, but you don't, you've never actually been in the bush to the point of I'm, I'm covered in dirt i smell i got i might have to kill something like the, i i when i go in the bush we can't carry in canada so what i do is i carry a giant knife and i i lead from the back so somebody else is hiking in the front i'm in the back you know you can carry a defender e- just not a pistol yeah no it's at the yeah i gotta yeah i'll do that next time yeah <laughs> but when i'm with my family it's really hard to carry that and everything else and i'm like I'll, don't don't I, blame your gunlessness on your family. I have one, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Mister, I don't even have my pal. Uh, <laughs> I got these guns. I got, you got those guns. <laughs> and you're working on them. All right, so I lead from the back. So I carry this giant-ass knife just in case, for some reason, if I get attacked by a bear, I can fend it off for as long as humanly possible. might not be that long but enough for my kids and my family to get away. At least some of your kids. At least some of my kids. I was carrying Elise at the time, so probably not her. I'd have to throw her like a football. And, uh... <laughs> Anyways, so I'm listening to this guy talk, and and I was like, man, like, I can't even relate with you anymore. He probably never shot a gun. He's never watched a UFC. He's never been punched. You've never punched in the face either, but you'll get there. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure we'll get there. I'm far too pretty. Nobody wants to mess. <laughs> nobody wants to mess this up. Yeah, everyone looks at you like I don't. I don't want to. No, I don't even think it's was mess it up. They don't. They seen your shoulders. They're like, man, that guy probably turned into a good hit. Like you probably intimidate unintentionally. You're not trying to scare people off. You just do. Why doesn't anybody like me? And I'm just so small that nobody wants to fight me. I, I literally had to get paid to fight people in order to fight me because no one wants to fight me. They're like. He's small. If I beat him, it's like beating a child. <laughs> but if I lose to him, oh, oh I'm never going to hear the end of it. So this guy writing this book, and it was just not metal. No metal. Like, just, it's like a pussified city man, right? And he might be a really nice guy. But I mean that in the worst way possible. There's far Hon- too... He's Honda nice. He's Honda nice. And that's from somebody who rides a Honda. So (laughs) take that however you want. I really do feel like a lot of Christians, they have have smashed down this idea of masculinity and and this idea of uh, anger and and even the righteous anger. They have just destroyed it. Be like, if you're angry, you need to take that to God. Instead of being like, no, anger is okay. You don't have to be nice all the time. You don't have to be happy all the time. Now, can you love people in that? I think it's essential. You have to. Because the Bible does talk about you, they will know you by your love, but they have misconstrued love with nice. Because you could be a vile piece of shit, but be really nice. And I think that's where they, it's lost its place. Where it's, it's, it, can't, it can't coincide nice or it can't coincide good and righteous with Christianity or they they can't coincide being a righteous person and a Christian person at the same time because sometimes there are things worth being angry about there are things to not be nice about there's a time to step up and do something that's not going to seem very Christian and that's the problem is the people who are saying that's not very Christian to you like our language is a perfect example of that. Yeah, right then you're already setting the stage with the verb or with the words you choose that Christian is something other than the emotion you're feeling or something other than, you know, uh, the ability to do something about your situation or yeah. It's, you know, like, "Oh no, that's not very Christian. You need to be more Christian in this." And essentially you're saying no, you need to wuss out. <laughs> yeah, or you excuse know. my behavior. Like, Driscoll did this to a girl. It's like, well, it's not very Christian to call out a guy's <laughs> sin in the, or to, to be calling a guy out like this in public. It's like, no, you did this publicly. We need to call it out. Are you are, are you disregarding your fault in this so that you can get away? Like, oh, you, you can get away with okay, it because I it's not very more, Christian. I see, I see more what you're, what you're saying now. Okay. Like, and they, they, they disarm people by saying that's not very Christian. Instead of being like, no, being a piece of shit's not very Christian. And that's what you're doing here. <laughs> and and, and we, we're like, oh, no, we need to be really nice about this. It's like, no, I need to disassociate sometimes. I need to take this and be like, I'm not being part of you because you're a piece of garbage. Or figuratively, of course. And you're just like, no. I, and be like, no, this is not going to sound very nice. When I yell at my kids because they're not listening and I need to get above their voices, is that very nice sometimes? No. Is it necessary? 100%. It, it is necessary. If you're going to be a righteous, good, or great man, good is, yeah, 
Yeah, if you're going to be a good man, it's not going to always look good. It's not going to look nice. I know a lot of nice guys. I, I know some of the nicest people in the world. Are they living a life worth emulating? <coughs> I don't think so. I don't want to be like them. And and it's just unfortunate because... And, and some of them aren't Christians, but they're really nice. And I love them. And they're great. But I don't want to be like them. And same thing with the really nice Christians out there. I don't want to be like you. You're, you're, you're not... You... Your niceness isn't drawing people in. Mm. It's really not. It, it's it's irritating people. It's like, you know Mormons? Oh, yeah. Fucking nicest people ever. They really are. They take the cake on being nice. But nothing, yeah, nothing turns me off more than, like, seeing them show up, you know, in pairs with their matching suits and little backpack. And yeah. Yeah, and it's like, nope, 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 nope. That's... <coughs> Yep. That's not it. No. You know, and I think there's something too, like, like even regarding the religion aspect of Christianity, not just like whether Christian guys are nice or not and stuff like that. Like we've really, really dumbed it down. Yeah. Like to the point where it's, it, it just, it looks like everything your grandfather would do. Yeah. Like, and not, not like your cool, badass grandfather who fought in the war. <laughs> no, no, you're, you pacifist. I'm going to avoid the war, Mennonite. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, like, we've made a whole religious image out of that. Like, yeah. The pacifist, the, the, we, we've lost. Dispassioned? Yeah. We, we've lost, like, the druidic priests with, like, their mysterious wizard robes and, oh. <laughs> you know, shit like that with, you know, the, the symbols and, and, and all that stuff that's like, okay, though, this is other. Like, this is something yeah. like, friggin' different but, and weird. I understand why that's unapproachable. I really do. Like, coming from the non-Orthodox background, looking at that from the outside, <laughs> looking in, yeah, I don't want to fucking get near those Orthodox priests. Half of them look scary as shit. They, they don't look welcoming. Exactly. That's what <laughs> I love about it. Like, there, it's like, it's the fact that there's something. There's yeah. something that in the faith is unironically stoic, unapproachable, uh, other than just normal life and niceness. Yeah. That is there. Like, and and it's unironic. It's not trying to be, you know, this sort of thing like, Oh, what do we got to do to get, to get more people that are turned away from, you know, normal church into church? Oh, we'll have this, this whole like, you know, other thing and all the aesthetics and, and all that. No, no, like they've been doing this shit for like thousands of years, unironically. It just makes me happy that that exists. Yeah. Even though it's unapproachable, that's the point. Because that's one of the things that is so effed up about Christianity is how bloody approachable we're always trying to make it. Yeah. That's not metal. But you're an approachable person. <clears throat> you really are. Like, people come talk to you where me, I, I, I scoff off a lot of people. I don't know why. I just have this thing about me that I'm like, no, fuck you. I don't have my time. I don't have time for you. <laughs> Unless I know you or I've taken, you've taken time to build a relationship with me. I'm not always approachable. No. Like, oh, that guy that you scared off at your job site? Yeah. I mean, I was just sitting there painting. Mm-hmm. And new, new kid on the job <laughs> avoided me for days. <laughs> Till somebody finally dragged his ass over to me. It's like, tell me, tell, tell him what you told me. He's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Tell him what you told me. 
He's like, I don't want to. He's like, he's been avoiding you because he's scared shitless of you. (laughs) And I looked at him dead in the face. I'm like, do you have reason to be scared shitless of me? Did you do something? Did you fuck up a wall? Show me me what you did. (laughs) It was so much fun. That's awesome. Uh, All right. So I have a theory. Okay. On why Christians are so nice. Sunday school. We have taken these stories like David and Goliath, where David literally kills a Goliath with a stone. He picks, how many stones does he pick up again? Five, seven? I'm not entirely sure. He picks up a bunch of stones, and, and he only uses one of them to kill Goliath. Now, did he pick up multiple stones because um, he only needed, because he wasn't sure if he'd get him in the first shot? Some theologians argue that, no, Goliath had brothers, and the other stones were for his fucking brothers. They were like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not just kill him, I'm going to kill his family if they come at me. And he was so confident in his weapon. And then at the end of the battle, or after he knocked him out, I, I assume knocked him out. Uh, no, he, it's, it says that he was dead before he hit the ground. He was dead before. But, okay, but he still went up and chopped off his head. Yeah, he took, <laughs> he took the giant sword and beheaded him with his own sword. Mm-hmm. That's fucking metal. That's fucking metal. That is. How okay. is that not metal? Like, how how is it not? We've turned that into, like, felt board, like, Sunday school story stuff. Like, no, he went and he finished the job of a centuries-long battle between God's people and giants. Yes. And then, but we made that really nice. And for some reason, we carry that niceness into the next generation of our life or the next, the next chapter of our life. And we continue it as a nice story instead of looking like, no, he fucking chopped his head off. Trophy, like a trophy. Do you think you could do that in one swing? I don't, I couldn't. Okay. I know it would take a few shots. Do you know, do you know the book of Esther? Yes. You know, every time I've ever been taught about the book of Esther, it was a nice story. About how... Women empowerment. Yeah, about how a princess went out of her way to talk to the king and, you know, took a a serious chance and, you know, went to to help her people not be persecuted anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's... There's a good moral in that story. You know what else is in there? Her uncle was going to be murdered and put up on a spit Mm -hmm. high into the sky and and paraded around in front of in front of all the people of the kingdom. I think it was Babylon. Yeah. And in a crazy ass awesome twist of twist of of fate as the story goes, the Israelites fight back, kick the crap out of the people that were trying to to murder them. Took the guy that that was planning on putting Mordecai on the spit and put him on the spit and yeah. paraded him around in front of everybody. Yeah. Fucking metal. Fucking metal. Right? And, and, but they... And then they look at what David did after he became king. Like, he literally almost killed the king before him and all this stuff. Like, all these things that were just 
unbelievable his adultery and i don't want to say a good thing it was just an unbelievable thing that he did the 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 having a kid out of wedlock with her and then simultaneously turning around and taking that guy's husband and killing him on the front like these are really crazy they're, ass songs they're metal songs yeah exactly like this is this is dark stuff oh yeah and that and the thing is it wasn't just a friend it wasn't just some guy no it was a friend like it one was of, one, one of, of his, his closest brothers in arms. Yeah, a brother in arms. And, and if, for you army boys out there, you know what we're talking about when we say brothers in arms. Like you, you go to you go to bat for the guy on, especially if he's he, if he's above you in rank and he he has fought for you. He's not just some guy over top of you. No, when he has gotten a bat for you and he has saved your life, all this stuff, whatever. No, that's a brother. And um, we take these stories from Sunday school. We make them really palatable for these children, and then we bring them to the next generation, and next generation, and next generation, and they make it really, really nice. Or, or we just take, we just wholesale cut out Christian lore, <laughs> like that. Oh, is, yeah. that is dark, and like forget about it to the to past. Jonah, like, Jonah is a bitch. Yeah. Jonah and the whale. If you read the actual story, I don't like him. <laughs> oh yeah, he he is a total bitch the whole the whole way through. I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to hell for it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we, we talk about this, and we're like, oh, no, no, no. He got swallowed by a fish. He was miraculously kept alive and spit out on a beach three days later. And then he went to the city, preached the good news, and the people turned away, and everything was okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> nay, nay. So, he is thrown overboard... <laughs> you know, because he kept his mouth shut for most of it too. Yeah. He like he let people think that they were all gonna die. Yeah, and he finally copped to what was going on. You know, because like all the the sailors were trying to appease their pagan gods, and they were like, okay, they just assumed that Yahweh was any other pagan god, and if they got rid of the guy that offended them, then all would be good. And actually, that is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and yeah, but he waited till the last minute. Like he waited until they were like going to yeah. die. So. We say that Jonah went into the water, swallowed by a whale, gone. No. Like, the next whole chapter is a giant poem written by a, like, conceived, uttered by a deceased Jonah who has sunk to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Who is, who has gone to the underworld, to Hades, Mm -hmm. and is there for an undetermined amount of time. And begs God for another chance, is essentially brought back to life, Gandalf style. Yeah. Then is brought back to the surface by a fish. Yeah. Not set and cocooned in some kind of fish and miraculously kept alive. The man fucking died. (laughs) Went to hell. (laughs) Yeah. Got spit out back on the ocean. Went and did, went and did a half-ass job, by the way. Oh, yeah. He, it, was, it was done reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ah, damn it. It worked. Now I have yeah. to. And yeah. And then goes, sits, sits on a hill to try and watch God smite the oh, people yeah. that he went to preach to. He was to. trying to get a view. He was trying to get the best positive. Like, I'm pretty sure he went and looked like that one there. I bet you that hill there, I could watch this entire city get smited. The thing is, he's, he had a lot of faith. That God was going to smite them. That God was going to smite them. (laughs) He didn't (laughs) want to save them at all. No. He he was like, if if, uh, I'm going to do my part, I'm going to do what I said I would do, and God will smite them, and I will get a front row seat. Read it. Read the story. (laughs) 
<laughs> Straight up. And, 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 and we've taken this Bible story of Jonah and the whale, and we're like, no, it's a really nice story about, you know, God's grace and mercy on the, on the city. Yes. <laughs> but the man he chose to do it was not a nice person. I, I wouldn't. I would almost no, not even consider him a good person. He, he's, but. Not even, he's not even a metal person. <laughs> no, no. But he was a person in the throes of a very metal god. <laughs> <laughs> he's a person who's being a little bitch, and then yeah. get he's wound up just in the throes of a god that's like, all right, that's how you want to play it. Yeah. Crack knuckles. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna beat you around. And, you know, like what that. I want to happen is going to happen anyway. Yeah. And you're going to sit and watch. That's right. And. Like, how awesome is that? It really is. It, it's, it reminds me of that, that big guy on the lot, one of the Mission Impossible movies, like, reloads his arms. He's, like, really big dude who, like, grows a beard in, like, two seconds. And he'll, like, reload his arms. He's that guy. He's like, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> like, this is, it's like my uncle always said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that joke in there. Of course. Anyways, uh, and the problem is we take these really great, not even, these stories, this culture, this this, this history of Christianity, uh, of the Spanish Inquisition, like these things, like they were justified somehow. And then we make them really, really nice and almost unpalatable to a... Not a modern, but a, a realistic person who's going to look at your face and be like, yeah, you guys are, you guys, I, I might believe you, but you guys are way too nice. Like, I, I don't trust you now. <laughs> you ever just not trust somebody because they're just too nice? Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't want them to look at the harsh parts of no. the faith. And we're like, no, 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 love, peace, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hippie, hippie, happy, you yeah. know, kumbaya stuff. Like, no, 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 come, come, come. You're going to be, you're going to be comfortable here. You're going to be liked here. You know, yeah. God's going to pat you on the head, tell you you're a special boy. Yeah. You know, like, don't drink or smoke. Oh, and life will be easier, too. Life like, will be easier. Yeah. Don't drink or smoke. And we're we're reluctant to say, no, this is the faith. Like it or not, Yeah. choose. And and I, I do know people that they, they chose the faith reluctantly. <laughs> like, they weren't, like... They they almost did Pascal's wager. And I know you've got a, a loophole for Pascal's wager, but they did Pascal's wager. Oh, that's going to be a great sacred slaughterhouse. We'll do episode. that one later. Okay, that'll but... be a, that'll be another sacred cow we slaughter. Oh, Pascal's wager. That was too short, though. We gotta get we gotta team it with something. That's like a two second rebuttal. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's too easy to re- rebuttal. Anyways, this guy did Pascal's wager, and he got he kind of did the if I'm wrong, holy shit. But if I'm right, that's fine. But if I'm like, it's, it's a lose lose if you're wrong. Uh, so yeah, the win win was on him, and he's like, no, I got to choose this faith because they're, they're why take the chance? And yeah, some people do it, and you you can find great life in that. You really can. I I do see an opportunity for people to grow and learn and and, and find a better reason than Pascal's wager to live a life of faith, but. Yeah, it's it's one of those things of I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah. So we've we've given a great account of why the Jewish part of the Bible is metal A as F. Oh, and what you about, want what about the Jesusy parts? Okay, the part where 
Um, I think it was Peter. I, th- I think I got. I got. I, one. I think a lot of the times, like that's Old Testament that's, God with Old Testament God, metal. Old Testament God, scary badass. Mm-hmm. New Testament God is light, froofy, like you know, he's he's old man in the sky that I could be beat up if I wanted to, and that's exactly the mindset that like Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, and, yeah. and uh, Christopher Hitchens yeah. you know, put on their gloves and they beat up that fake God. Yeah. Yeah, then that's the thing. Like, if if you're a Christian, you got to believe that, that God, the one who smited people, will smite. Anyways, okay. Uh, one of the one of these people, they were like, "No, we are now believers of Jesus. We're going to follow Jesus." And so they went to one of the apostles, and he said, "What do I have to do?" And he said, "Sell everything that you have and bring the money here, and we will uh, disperse it." So uh, almost like a redistributionist of the their wealth. And so they went and sold their land. But when they sold it, they didn't give back all that they were given. They, they secretly th- kept some. They secretly kept some. And if you look at what the scripture says, it says they were. Smited. No, it's harsh. It's not just they were smited. Well, one was smited. Yeah, like so. The the dude went went to them and was like, "All right, here's the money that I essentially swore as an oath to give to you." Yep. And they're like, "Okay, if you're lying, God will smite you." And he died. And then the <laughs> wife shows up afterwards, and they haul his body out while it's still war. Yeah. And the wife comes in and and gives the same story that that he did. And they're just playing this cold AF. And yeah. Same thing. Same same thing. Dead. Yeah. Like that's that's a harsh and then you know what they say, it's a harsh teaching. That's uh Oh thanks. He's topping up he's topping up my bullet. Uh, yeah, and so people Gotta get back to the mic. All right, so people will take even a story like that, which was post post resurrection. Oh, those are backwards. No, it was right. Oh, rookie mistake. They will take a story like that post resurrection, which means that the, the new covenant has been made and the really fluffy Jesus and and fluffy God is into play, and they will look it over. Okay, that's one story. What about when Christ died on the cross? I think it's in Matthew. They talk about the saints coming back to life for 40 days. Yeah. Like, How does this not make it into the other Gospels, into the other books where they actually talk about, like, they don't go into that. It's likely because it never actually happened. Yes, possibly. But why did it, why did it stay in the Bible? If the the people of the Enlightenment looked at the book and were like, okay, maybe we don't put this part in. Maybe well, I mean, we don't talk about zombies. I don't know. <laughs> it's not zombies. Like, and that's, you know. Fig- you know figurative zombie on that. Figurative, <laughs> figurative zombie. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a podcast for another time. Oh. Uh, zombie resurrection. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. We'll do a mini on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the dead rising from their tombs and hanging out with everybody, you know, for, for 40 days after, after the resurrection, after the resurrection, like that's, that's nuts. Uh, that, that is a very epic tale of Jesus breaking the bounds of the underworld and hauling out his bros, his buddies with them. They, you know, they call it the harrowing of hell. Yeah. Like that's 
that's epic. I mean, that's like verbatim, like, you know, that thing that I was talking about earlier that, that got my whole mind spinning on this, the yeah. kid in the movie saying like, you go to hell and back for your brothers, you know, like yeah. Ulysses went to, went to Hades and, you know, it's like, no, no, that's, that's literally exactly what the Christian faith says that Jesus did. Yeah. Was brutally murdered, died, descended into the oh, his murder, His murder alone. How is that not metal? That's hardcore shit. And like taking it on the chin the way he did. Oh, yeah. Metal. Like looking at all the people that were saying like, all you got to do, all you got to do is kiss the ring and you're off the hook. All yeah. you got to do is oh. deny the things you've been saying off the hook. Yeah. All you got to do is wuss out. Yeah, all and you all just this be a real end. nice pussy. Yeah, and all, everything all gets better. End. Every single time he looked them dead in the eyes, either said nothing, or I am that I am, or I am that I am, <laughs> or simple answers, yes. But he took everything on the chin, and the backside, and everywhere yeah. else. Like they they ripped him up. If you read the crucifixion story, it is not a soft, nice tale. No. And, and you know, and, and pagans look at that and they say, like, oh, what a pussy god that you have. Yeah. That one that would allow himself to 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 be to be killed in in, in such a an insulting and, and shameful way. Like that's no god I wanna But no, that's not the end of the story. He didn't he took it on the chin. Yeah. He died peace like peacefully, humbly amidst all the blood and gore and, and, and horror. <laughs> as, as peaceful as humble and gore. <laughs> but that's not it. Like, because we're not materialists. We don't simply think like, oh, you're, you're a meat bag that is now conscious and now you're turned off like a computer. And then yeah. back on. Oh, that's weird. How did that happen? No, like there's something more that we believe. And Jesus did something in that. He broke the fucking gates of hell yeah. wide open and hauled out his homies yeah. <laughs> from from the clutches of, of, of death, the beast of, of Hades itself yeah. and ascended with them. Not to sit in the clouds like little angels playing harps. Like, no, they're now like warrior saints in heaven. Yeah. Oh, I don't even, oh man, heaven is just, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when, we got when, so much. When when we, we scuff over it, when we tackle that, like I almost feel like we need to go over the last season of The Good Place and talk about heaven in light of that. Oh, that that was f- such a fun. The last season really it tackled the philosophical far more than. And the thing is, it's quite a, quite a good series. Oh yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved the Good Place series. Yeah, I, I there was a couple that I was like, okay, the the, the whole series could have gone without this episode, but. They're necessary. I know every show's got every show's got it. Even even the great Breaking Bad still has oh yeah moments. You're like really okay whatever. I could have gone without this episode. (laughs) Like they happen. So um, anyway, so that's like that whole tale, you know, of being wrongfully accused, being told to kiss the ring, looking dead in the eyes and saying. Hell no. Then getting sent to hell and yeah. breaking it. Yeah. And then coming back metal like as a boss. Fuck. That is metal as fuck. Unironically. And, and then then you have these Christians nowadays and be like, no, the if you were a good Christian, you would do exactly what your government tells you to do. 
You yeah, know tell who that you to are. Jeebus. To, oh, Jesus. Wow, that was... <laughs> you said Jeebus. <laughs> you did. Sacrilarious. Um, yeah, feel free to oh use that one, everybody. Sacrilarious. Oh. All right. I, I hope that's not, like, the thing that tips the scales into, into like... Now you go to hell. <laughs> now you straight you make, to hell. You make Jeebus joke, straight to hell. <laughs> uh, anyways... So it's this idea that these Christians, they have to be really nice and do what your government tells you. It's like, no. No, Jesus said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. But I think he was talking about taxes, and I don't even agree with him. I can disagree with him and not go to hell, I hope. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't. it's not about taxes. It's, it's, it's really not. No. It's because, like, money. like You ever spelled something really Caesar, quickly just because you were, like, had it in your head? fancied himself a god. Yeah. And his image was on the money. Like it was, and, and that was paid tribute back to him. It was like a narcissistic God complex that he had. And Jesus is essentially saying like, no, the kingdom of heaven doesn't need this shit. Yeah. Like this thing that's got Caesar's head on it, give that to him. Yeah. He, he's the God that deals with, with that, with that stuff. Yeah. Render unto God what is God's, which is higher and better. Yeah. And, and, and people it's not, just. It's not about fucking money. No. So that's not, that's not a, oh, you be a dutiful Christian and pay your taxes. You need to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. No, that's saying like. This doesn't what, matter. Yeah, <laughs> this, this doesn't matter. The yeah. God that is your country government. Yeah, sure. Like give unto it whatever it wants and, yeah. and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but give the things that really matter. Yeah. To the God above. Yeah. And, and, and you got these Christians out there that just, they make it so unpalatable. Like, just like. I don't believe that you live a life of conviction. Like, I I know these people that they, like, no, you just, like, Jesus would have been a really good, he would have wore, Jesus would have wore a mask. Is what's the, oh, are you kidding me? Oh, there are people, uh, like, they are out there. No, they, he, Jesus was the guy that went and hugged lepers. Yeah. It's like, bring it in, dude. Yeah, he you literally know? hung out with the sickest people in that time. And, and I understand that the lepers back then, leper, leprosy would, didn't actually translate directly as leprosy as we know it today. It, was, it could be as simple as psoriasis, but it could be as bad as losing limbs. Like, it, it was all over the spectrum in that area. And... They, yeah, they had their quarantine, but what did Jesus do? He went into their quarantine camps and- He broke it. He broke it and, and he went and healed them masks, and made them whole. Masks are not metal as fuck. No. Um, no. No. They just aren't. They are not metal at all. You 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 put put one of those on when you're riding in your car. Oh, like, you, uh, you, I know. <laughs> seeing somebody wearing one of those in their car by themselves, we can't be friends. No, 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 you can't. I don't care if you forgot it on. No, we we can't be friends. And I understand. I've been doing insulation lately, and I cough a lot if I have that, and I wear one for doing that. But the second I'm in fresh air, I'm taking it off. And that's that's coming from somebody. And yes, it keeps you a little bit warmer. It really does. I get it. <laughs> and we live in Canada. But no, masks are not metal. You hear that? You hear it? Somebody needed to hear <laughs> Somebody that. needed to hear that. They really did. Doing what your government tells you to just because they told you to, because they think they know better. But Jesus would have worn one. Jesus would have worn no. a mask. No, he, he broke cultural norms. He, mm-hmm. he he touched unclean people. He made them his friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he, he was down for the underdog in every way imaginable. Yeah. Well, leaves the 99 to go to, to rescue the one. 
mm-hmm. when he talks about rescue. Now, that being said, you're not supposed to be the one <laughs> that he has to go rescue. It's like the kid that you got like five kids and four of them are being good and there's a little but, shithead over there but that should sit still. It should inspire <laughs> you, though, to be the one that's looking out for your buddy, for your weaker buddy. Or oh, for, yeah. Or for the even... It the, should the, inspire the, you to be the, the, the guy. Per- yeah. That, to, that goes to be the to, guy to go into the darkest place to go and rescue the one who needs rescuing because you're like no I need to go into the place where nobody else is willing to go and I know people like that where they have gone places that they shouldn't have uh, and it's just because they had a heart to rescue the the fallen the people who were but that's that's metal that's metal as fuck it's not it's not a weak person who does that. It's not just an enabler. Sometimes you're enabling. <laughs> but sometimes so, yeah, some folks you got to cut off. But those folks, there's a difference between them and being the the person that tripped and is getting chased by the bear and you go grab them by the scruff of their neck. Yeah. That's right. Chuck them like a football like a leash <laughs> and try to try and Kill the bear with your hunting knife? <laughs> yes, my giant hunting knife. It came back around, brother. It did. Sometimes <laughs> you got to be that guy. So, yeah, no, there's a lot of really nice Christians out there, and, and you got to analyze yourself, and you're like, am I a good man or am I, am, am I a nice man? Yeah. Because we all know nice people. No, it's true. You know, and if you look at the Christian faith and you're like, I can't deal with the sweater vests. I can't deal with the three-piece suit. They're so comfy, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't deal with the pastor with a three-piece suit. Oh, yeah. You know, and and everybody smelling like lavender. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, then there there are other streams of Christianity that have a much more intense aesthetic. Do you feel like the Buddhists are the... The nicest people too. Not always. I know there are some ex- know, Buddhist I, extremists in, out there. Th- there's but part, they're, there's they're, part they're of me. Like, we I, can be, I can be a Christian. I can be a Buddhist. I can be, I can be Muslim. I can be all the, like, they just like, no, we're good. Like the, the no, no confrontational in that area of no, I can be your religion when, too. When I think of <laughs> Buddhism, like there is a, the element of the Kung Fu monastery <laughs> type of thing that I, that I think of. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like that's. But even they, they retain some of their austere, stoic, ancient past. Yeah. Like, to me, like, that's an important aesthetic in making something different than just the blase, normal American life. Yeah. Well. Is is carrying intense amounts of history and retaining, retaining the ritual. Yeah. Like, the, the... The religion that Jesus had was so much closer to paganism than I think what normal Christianity is now. Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, if, if you look at it by today's standards, or even by then standards, he was sinning in a lot of ways. Like we consider, I, I consider Jesus to be the perfect example, the, the, the archetype, as it were, uh, of, of how to live. But the way that he lived to others was considered sinning. Like when he chose, like when he was walking with his disciple through a field and he was picking grain, his disciples were picking grain. And they were like, they are not keeping the Sabbath because they're picking grain as they walk. They're literally walking and they're breaking Sabbath by picking grain. Yeah, he broke he broke Sabbath laws because he didn't give an F. <laughs> yeah. But but there's this idea of of 
in in that time they were like no you're you're not a good man like they they were like that's not that's not very nice like what are you what are you doing breaking our rules and, and but he broke them you got sometimes you got to break the rules people mm-hmm. you know, like you can't just go along to get along every time sometimes you be like no this this rule is fucking dumb speeding or going 50 in a school zone that's a high school zone i'm sorry but if it, it, at at when you're that age when you're in high school it it is darwinism at that point if you haven't figured <laughs> out that fucking cars hurt you you deserve to be run over make <laughs> high school zones 50k or even above like really let's let's really thin out the herd here and get rid of the really dumb dumbs oh my gosh <laughs> if we can make it 70 <laughs> play a little dodgeball yeah. <laughs> oh. oh you know when uh there's one point one of our one of our friends travis oh brother brother yeah yeah so he was uh we were talking about the movie boondock saints great oh i watched that not long ago yeah yeah <laughs> and he was like he's like man I wish Christianity was as cool as Catholicism. I mean, he's one of those guys that doesn't think that Catholicism is Christian. Yeah, I, there's, a, there's a lot of them out there. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. still, I'm still toeing the fence. I'm having a hard time. So I'm working on it. <laughs> but you know, he was like talking about like you know, like hanging the rose, like the rosaries, taking them off, putting them on the thing, and like the I'm beating you know, a guy with a toilet and <laughs> the you know, but like there, there's a religious aesthetic in that movie. Oh yeah, like of that kind of like that that. Righteous Boston, that Boston Catholicism, yeah. and that righteous anger, and you know, like and, and that or kind of stuff, like justice, that, like just the righteous just, justice of, of of I am the vessel that God is going to use yeah, to bring that, justice that to the being, dark. Being a, a devoted, being a devoted follower of God that is wrestling with whether it's right to and do what they were doing, and you know, like you know, saying prayers over the people that they that they essentially yeah. executed, you know, things like that, right? Oh, so good. I'm not saying do that. No. But what I'm saying we is... We do not condone violence. Like, Travis, he looked at that, and and there's a part of him that longed for it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's... The thing... The, you know, let me keep going. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> so, bumped into him a while back. We were hanging out, watching some shows at his place, and he wanted to show me, like, this new show that he was watching, Vikings. Yeah. And I saw the same longing in him at that point over this religious warrior culture that the Vikings had and their beliefs and, and the code of honor and the, the religious lore that influenced what they did and how they acted, you know, and, and just, and all that kind of stuff. And it was the same look that he had in his eyes when he like looked at the boondock saints and was like, Oh, Catholicism is so much cooler than Christianity, even though I'm a Christian. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, there is Christian streams that have that aesthetic, that have that history, that have that that symbolic lore, symbolism, history, mysticism, baked into the cake that is metal as fuck, but also f- completely has and fulfills the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if you're tired of lavender scents, beige walls, no pictures of three-piece suits and stuff like that, check out an Orthodox or a Catholic church. Oh, yeah. Like, just, just do it. Get over it. Yeah. And go explore 
and read the history, read the canons of the saints, the crazy shit that that people have dealt with and put up with, the martyrs, the badass shit that oh, yeah. men and women of faith have endured, have done, have succeeded in over time, and it is insane. And we've just thrown it all away for Ned Flanders sweater vests. Yeah. Do you know what's... All right, I want to... Oh, what was I saying? I was going to say something about... Um... I've already forgotten. It's all good. Do you know what I've learned that is metal as fuck? Mm. Martyrdom. But not in a social uh, social justice uh, reign of doing it to make a point. Like, you know, some people just make themselves into a martyr. Oh, self-proclaimed martyrs. Self-proclaimed martyrs. Like, no, I will sacrifice myself so that everyone will know how fucking awesome I am. No, that's that's (laughs) not what martyrdom is. And I I, I read this book back in the day, the Jesus Freak book, the DC Talk put out with the uh, Voices of the Martyrs Foundation. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I I had a a desire in my heart to, to be considered a martyr. I'm like, man, if I ever got the opportunity, I would... I would stand for what I believe in, but understanding martyrdom not as a, a, sac- a self-sacrificial, but a conscientious objector to what is being proclaimed over you. So you're being told there is this thing that's truer than true that you know is true in your heart of hearts. So like you can't deny it. How am I supposed to renounce a God that I know exists and, and that I feel in my bones that... If I deny him, he will not not a fear of being denied, but just this this I cannot proclaim something to be untrue or true. Like I like if you're being told to say something just to go along to get along. Like oh no, just, I know you're not into this agenda, but just say it so you can keep your job. I know you're not into the vaccine stuff that's going on, but just do it so you can keep your job. Just go along to get along. I know you're not into this that whatever it is. If you're being told to do something just to go along, but it goes against your conscience, you you and and you choose to do it, you have a you have abandoned your conscience. You have gone against your convictions in your heart and in your in your soul to go along to get along. Kiss the ring. You kiss the ring. Perfect. And this idea of martyrdom, and and it's like these these people, they didn't kiss the ring they didn't just do what they were told it was as easy as saying just it it was just uttering the words i don't believe or uttering the words i'll just do as you tell me to and instead they were like no i i will stand by my convictions i will stand on this thing that i know that is true and i will not allow you to manipulate i will not allow you to use my life against me Mm -hmm. and so what they did was they, they they went against even their ben, their own benefit. There's something beneficial to doing exactly what you're fucking told. And they went against their self-preservation to speak or to stand on their convictions. Now that, that's mental as fuck. To stand when the whole world is telling you to, to kneel? I, d- I don't know. And the, and then people think that we're just supposed to be really nice Christians. And so if you ever meet a Christian who's not really nice, good. You you have met a man of God, in my opinion. I, you, 
Okay, let's 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 push pause that. Like, on that I'm, for I'm, a second. I'm not saying he got to be an asshole <laughs> because there are some Christians that are just loathsome snakes. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Sorry. Yeah, I guess like, that's a, you know, <laughs> and they're one not nice, total douchebags. Yes, and also two manipulative and vile. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and can project a sense of I'm a man of God yeah. and you deep down, you know, no, oh, no, you're, you're not. You're just, you're just a, 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 like, so I mean, save your complex just, piece just, of shit. <laughs> so just say like, if you meet a Christian who's a douchebag, not automatically good. No, it doesn't mean he's good. Unless, unless... <laughs> when, when you meet a Christian, like who maybe scares you a little bit or you, you're with them and you have a sense of like, Oh man, like there is a vibe about you that like a self, like a real self-assuredness. Yeah. And you don't just bend the knee to everybody. You don't just go along to get along or you don't, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't do all the typical nice Christian things that, that I expect out of, out of people that say they believe in Jesus. You know, I've never heard you say kumbaya, you know, or, or stuff like that. Like. Yeah, yeah look uh, chan- that word chances now. are. I don't know what that word means. I, I gotta look I it don't up. Either. I mean, so you don't you don't sing you know sing. Yeah, the, I know. I know what you're songs. saying, and I'm like, shit. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> we keep saying it. I don't yeah. know what it means. I don't know. Is it, to me, I guess that's just like that that the song. I know what it invites. I know what it invites. It just without it, knowing what yeah, it actually exactly. means. Exactly. That that's when you know something's like deep in the culture. Yeah. Is when it's said, you don't technically know what it is, but the feeling it gives you is exactly the same feeling that everybody else gets when they hear it. Like like, like the word segregation. Everyone gets this really horrible, like, oh, why would you even say that? It means to divide into areas. So I say segregate this into this. Just I know. I do that everything. with my money. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, I do it with my money. I do it with my children. I do. <laughs> it's it's not a, a, a negative. And it's been projected this My negativity. wife does it with jelly beans. She segregates the black ones out of there. <laughs> <laughs> because they're licorice, not they're because licorice. of the color, okay? <laughs> she hates black racist. licorice. <laughs> Oh, wow. This was a lot of fun. This was really good. I almost oh, want to end on that. I just, I just implied my wonderful, beautiful, amazing, and very not gracious wife, wife. Who is very much not racist, is a racist. Oh, she's a sweetheart. If you guys think she... Well, you pro- they probably already think we're racist, even though I'm pretty sure I'm black. I don't know. 2%? Just the tip? Just the tip. Not by which choice. Is, which is it's... more than our tip. Not by choice, but it got there. Just kidding. I, maybe. I don't oh my know. gosh, what are we doing? Having fun. <laughs> That's a compliment, guys. It's a compliment. It's funny. Uh, oh. Okay, I do have a rule. I have to talk about my... I don't think I've ever brought up my rule. No, you did on the first one we did with, with Freezenator. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay, well, I think it bears repeating. If it's more funny than offensive, I'm going to say it. <laughs> And that one was more funny than offensive, in my opinion. If you don't think so, email us, comment on our shit, uh, contact me directly, and I will tell you to go fuck off over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so today we asked the question, given the incredible, badass, dark, twist, twisted, and epic scripture and history 
and theology that we've been bequeathed, how did we fuck it up so bad? Oh. Like, we have every reason in the world to be the most hardcore, cool, like, I know just what it is. metal religion I on the planet. And we, we, we cocked it up. Nationalism. It, it was inundated into our schools. It was put into our, it was put into our culture so profoundly in every single, especially in North America. It was, it was injected into every part of our culture where if it wasn't nice, it wasn't socially acceptable. And I really. Because it's I, for kids. It, they, they made it for children. They made it, they made it for kids. We gloves. made Christianity nerf ball. We, oh, we nerfed. We nerfed it. We nerfed Christianity. And that's, that's the problem. That's That's. You, that's We're done. It. We're done. We nerfed it. We need to turn the nerf ball that is modern Christianity back into the very dangerous and pointy mace ball that it didn't, was originally. Yeah. Take the kid gloves off. Talk about your friends who do too much drugs and be like, fucking stop it. You know. <laughs> you know okay. You know, you know what? Not the, just drugs. It's just everything. You know, when, when we were talking a bit ago about words, like, and how you can say a word and instantly know like what yeah. everybody else feels about it without it being nerf is a perfect one. So evangelism, the word gospel. Mhm. You know that word, right? Yeah. Like what does it conjure in you when you hear the word gospel or Well, when uh, I hear evangelism, evangelism, I think of televangelists and the real the guy on the TV and 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 just going out there and and preaching the gospel no matter who even wants to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're spewing it on everybody like, like vomit. You're just anybody and every, anybody at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think of. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're in the place. You're not doing conversational. You're not actually checking the person or building a relationship. You are spewing words, hoping that something sticks. Yeah. And so the word gospel, what do you think? Oh, I just think of the, the, the actual gospels of Mark, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and, and, the good news and, and what it, good news oh that's it good news all right not for everybody <laughs> that's a double-edged sword the word good news yeah but then do, you, you, do you know do you know like where the word gospel originated no it's not with christianity oh really no okay i learned something new today <clears throat> the gospel the good news that was going to be proclaimed was a war tactic really when a greek or a roman army rolled into town they sent emissaries to proclaim their gospel to the towns they they show up be like your armies have been defeated we now own this yeah good news great and gracious caesar is welcoming you into his family, welcoming you into the Roman, the Roman world. So is it like the message, the, the, it's the mess. It's the message of victory over your armies. Huh. And the, the new Testament authors co-opted that word as they went forth into the pagan world after Jesus died, resurrected, conquered death. And said, "Good news, we killed your pagan news, god. We killed your pagan god, and we're taking over this joint." 
That's... You can get in, get in, get on board or get out. Mm-hmm. And they did that before they had like a Christian state or nation or stuff like that. Like they went forth and did that while they were still the minority That's... as an assault on Caesar himself. That's that's quite metal. That's fucking badass. <laughs> we'll we'll end Procla- on that. Proclaiming victory before he even had it. Exactly. Oh. That is what the gospel is. And that's metal as fuck. All right. Cool. That's it. All right. We're going to end on that. How do you feel that one went? Fun. Cheers. Cheers. Go, li- right. go listen to uh, Showdown, A Course of Obliteration album. Phenomenal album. That it's... It just, it takes a bunch of Christian-y stories that normally get put on felt boards and makes them fucking metal. Oh, pushing up daisies. It makes what they should be. You're listen pushing to, up daisies, baby. Oh, listen to that album, guys. Enjoy it if you like metal. If you don't, um, I don't want to say go fuck yourselves. No, I don't. You don't. I don't want to say that. Because if, wouldn't if say you that. don't like metal music, That's not fine. a big deal. It's okay. We're... We're not talking about music in this podcast. No. We're talking about attitude. Yeah. We're talking about attitude and just that, the punk rock greatness yeah. of. And if you're, the thing is, if you're listening to this, you kind of get it. Yeah. I'm, at this point, I'm sure you get it. It's not just about the music. You can still listen to your, your country, your country pop, or your, your pop or your hill song. I'm not, I'm not trying it's to say. It's the heart. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to say or tell you to have a preference from what you listen to as entertainment. I'm just saying the Christian religion, far more badass than we make it out to be unironically. Yeah. All right. Cool. With that, guys, God bless. Don't be a dick.